0: I'm excited to be speaking with you guys this morning. Um, so I'm wearing this thing right here. <laughs> it's Pastor Jack's mic. Don't tell him that I that I took it, that I'm borrowing it. So if, yeah, if it tells you, just say no, he used the other one. <clears throat> so, well, I hope you guys ate so much and just had a blessed day on Thanksgiving and just uh, bless with your family and friends and just. Um, just enjoyed each other's company. Uh, it's that time of, of year where we can just eat till our heart's content. Maybe not our bellies and maybe we regret it afterwards. We're probably in a food coma but it's, it's okay. It's that time of the year where, where, where we do that. Didn't it seem that just Thanksgiving came in just out of nowhere? Like it just all of a sudden just hit us right on the face and then all of a sudden New Year's is coming and And we have next year, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like one thing after another, and it's just, it's crazy. So right now it's about the time where we need to start thinking about next year, preparing our hearts for next year, preparing our lives for next year. And it's that time where you start making New Year's resolutions, where you start putting things maybe in writing. Maybe that'll help. Put it in writing, maybe have a couple of witnesses there, signing there uh, that you're going to do some things. Because what happens when we do some New Year's resolutions? After a few weeks, we, we give up, right? We give up, so it's, it's, it's not good because it, and we don't see too much results. Like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to start working out. It's in there, but uh, do we actually do it? Uh, no. So, next year, uh, we want to make a greater impact in our lives or in the lives of others. Amen? So, the, the topic for this morning is increasing my impact for 2020. How many of you guys want to do that? Amen. Can I see your hands? Come on. Everybody? <laughs> yes. We all want to make a greater impact in our, uh, in, 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 from our lives this year coming up. And so we need to be purposeful in that. We need to increase uh, the capacity in our hearts, in our minds to be able to do that. It's not going to just happen automatically. It's not just going to happen just because it, it might take some work. You might need to do some things to change to be able to have a greater impact in the people surrounding you or in the community. You might need to do some readjustments, some tweaking, some some adding things in your life to be able to do that. But it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it because how many of you guys probably are glad that this year's over? Maybe uh Maybe you're, you're, you're feeling kind of like tired. Maybe you're just hitting too many dead ends. Maybe you're just having too many roadblocks in your life. Maybe you're just feeling worn out. And maybe this year it's an opportunity for you to just do more and increase your impact. Uh, amen? So it doesn't really matter your current situation. It doesn't really matter where you've been from or where you've come from. What matters is that God is a God, God of grace, God of mercy, and God of love, God of restoration. He can take us where we've been, and He can put us in the right path if we allow Him. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force Himself to you. He's just going to allow you to move forward and for you to take the steps of faith to get to where you want to go. So He's just there waiting for you to call upon Him. And so you might be lacking some strength. You might be lacking some strength, spiritually speaking. And what the Bible tells us about wisdom is that wisdom can make us strong. Look at what um, Proverbs 24:5 says. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases in strength. So the more wisdom we get, the stronger we're going to get. The more wisdom we, re- we receive, the better we're going to be at in life. It's God's promises, and so we need to grab a hold of them. We need, to, we need to make sure that we know what we're doing to get more wisdom, to get more knowledge so we can be stronger when we can have a greater impact in our lives for next year. <clears throat> because we want next year to be better, right? We want next year to be full of blessings and and to be able to help others, to be able to share with others um, the gospel, to be able to share with others what Jesus has done in our lives, to be able to just bless others with generosity, with, with whatever God has blessed you. Amen. I love um, what Proverbs 5, uh, 3, 5, 7 says. And I particularly love the Amplified Version because there's so much that the Amplified Version gives us. Uh, it says, Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own insight or understanding. It says with all your heart and not to lean on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize Him and He will make your paths straight and smooth. Maybe we've had some roadblocks. Maybe our path has not been so straight and easy. But maybe we haven't relied in God. Maybe we haven't uh, given Him our whole heart, our whole heart to Him. It says that He will remove obstacles that block your way. If we rely on Him, it says, "Do not be wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord." with reverent awe and obedience and turn entirely away from evil. I mean, there's so many uh, promises in this Bible verse, but it comes with some if statements. If we do this, if we do that, then He will bless us. Then He will remove this roadblocks. Then He will make our path straight. But it's there for us. It's there for us to take them if we want them. It's there for us to grab a hold of them and make them our own. So how do we get wisdom? And how do we get uh, knowledge? We simply ask. We pray. We seek God. We read His Word. We let Him talk to us. There's no shortcut. A lot of times we want things done right away. A lot of things we want things done yesterday because we live in a society where we want things fast. But... Our walk with the Lord is something that takes time. And you have to be patient with yourself. You have to be able to say, Lord, I know that you're in control. I know that you're with me. I know that you're changing me. I know that you're wanting the best for me. But you have to continuously asking the Lord, continuously seeking. What does James 1.5 say? It says, If any of you lacks wisdom... You should ask God who gives grudgingly and stingingly, sparingly to all. No, he gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. It can't be any more clear than that. If we ask, he will give us. If we ask, uh, we will receive from him. So, we want to work on ourselves and prepare for next year. We want to work in many areas of our lives. And so this morning, I'm going to give you guys four areas. Um, the first one, um, actually, before the first one, we want to work first in, in our character because good, a, choosing a good reputation over great riches... Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. So working in ourselves, working in our hearts, working to change and to better ourselves and to improve ourselves is better than gaining other things, gaining riches and gaining um, gold. I mean, that's, that's good. Don't get me wrong. But it's good to improve yourself first because a good name... Earned by honorable behavior with godly wisdom, moral courage, and personal integrity is more desirable than great riches. Proverbs 21. one: A good reputation is built on character, not on image. Amen? A good reputation is built on character, not on image. A person might look good from the outside. A person might dress well and might put everything right but what about their heart what about what they're leaving leaving behind what about their actions is it reflecting their their outward appearance and so <clears throat> so the four areas that I want to talk about this morning and I want to focus on so we to improve for, for next year is to speak with integrity to serve with intensity, to share with generosity, and to succeed with humility. Those are big areas of our lives that we probably, some of us, need to work on, right? I think we all do. I think we all need to work and tweak certain things with those categories. Let's start with the first one, to speak with integrity. What does that mean? Integrity doesn't mean perfection, because no one's perfect. We're all messed up. We're all messed up, but we're saved by grace, right? We're all messed up. We're all saved by grace. We're all walking this together. We're all not perfect at all. It doesn't mean that you have to do the right thing all the time to to have integrity, if you had to be perfect to have integrity, then nobody will have integrity because no one's perfect. So integrity, it's not compartmentalizing your lives to look different one way uh, and to look different in another situation and to look different with other people and to look different between, uh, uh, before your family, before the church, before work. No, it's being constant, being the same. Being who you were created to be. What you see is what you get. You're not faking it. Not wearing masks in front of people. Integrity is knowing the truth. But more importantly, is doing the truth. Eloquent words, Proverbs says, are not fitting for a fool. Even less are lies fitting for a ruler. So, a fool with eloquent words... It's still a fool, right? So uh, it won't do him any good because of his character, because of what he portrays himself as. So we need to be careful. We need to have integrity in our lives. Words will get you only so far, but your actions will take you even farther. Your actions will have a greater impact in people around you. A person who promises a gift but doesn't give it is like a cloud and wind that brings no rain. It's just promises or empty promises. So let's be a a man and woman of our word. Let's, if our yes, let our yes be yes, our no be no. Let's stay true to our word. Don't promise people the moon when you can only reach the, the clouds. Just be faithful to to what you have, and to who you are. <clears throat> but integrity gives us stability and security. It gives us strength. It says in Proverbs 10, 9, Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. What's been happening the last six, eight months in the media? All the famous people, famous artists who uh, maybe did things behind people's back, behind doors. Uh, And what's happening right now, they're all being exposed, right? Of the things that they've done, either with education or with other things that they shouldn't have done. So everything that gets done in the dark will be exposed in the light. And in seconds, maybe their lives were destroyed or ruined or... They've lost a lot, right? Because of lack of integrity. So we don't want that. As Christians, as believers, we want to live lives of integrity. We want to uh, live lives pleasing to God. Sometimes we think that it's better to go the easy way out. A little example uh, that happened to me last week. Uh, I overslept. I was going to start work really early in the morning. I was going to start like around six. But my son had a rough night that night, and so we didn't get too much sleep. And so I have no idea how. Maybe I just hit snooze twice because I have two alarms. (laughs) And have you guys done that? Don't laugh. You guys do it all the time. And so I hit snooze, and I woke up an hour late. And so I could have maybe just gone to work and say, oops, I forgot to clock in. I didn't clock in, which sometimes it's happened, or sometimes the clocking in doesn't take it. Nobody would have noticed because, I mean, my appointments are like all over the place. And I had somebody there that was actually who was bilingual and who's certified, who was able to do what I do. So my boss didn't have to know, but guess what? I didn't, of course. And so I took the the hit because I got a tardy. And I got um, to use some of my PTO <laughs> for one hour. And so, uh, but what, what would have happened if I would have just done that? That little, did I think about it? Maybe, yes. Um, and uh, I could have maybe done it and maybe got, gotten away with it. But it just, something little builds gets and gets bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden, what's going to happen? You start getting used to doing those things. Getting used to living a life of, of not living a life --'m sorry, not living a life of integrity. And so then you get into big trouble. You get into uh, bigger things, bigger issues. And so let's be a people of integrity. <clears throat> integrity is the foundation for a successful life. Without integrity, you will not reach your full potential. You need to give it your best, whether anyone's watching or not. If you do the right thing, God will make it up to you. We cannot deceive people and expect God to bless us. So maybe nobody's watching, but hey, we're deceiving people even behind their backs. And so we can't expect God to bless us if we're doing that. Your reputation is one of the most valuable things that you have here on this earth. And it is too important for you to give it up. Here are some reasons why integrity should be a core value in our lives. Integrity makes you stand out. People tend to depend on you when you are a man or a woman of your word. So, if you have integrity, then you will stand out among the crowds. People will will follow you. Integrity makes you successful. People of integrity are honest people, and honest people are people who do things right. It makes you a good leader. People want to follow only those who lead them right by making the right decisions and taking them in the right directions. It makes you trustworthy. People can trust you. And this helps to build long-lasting relationships. You don't want to have relationships that are with people that don't have integrity. They won't last. And so we need to be able to live a life of integrity. Amen? Is that enough for integrity? (laughs) We have three more. I mean, they don't get easy. So, serving with intensity. That's another area of our lives that we need to improve next year. We have a whole year to improve that. Serving with intensity. We all are ministers before the Lord. We all have a calling in our lives. We all have gifts and talents. So let's use them. Don't just leave them dormant right there without being used. And because God is waiting on you. He's waiting for you to just get up and activate uh, your gifts and talents and to use them for His honor and His glory. Proverbs 14.22 uh, says, You will earn the trust and respect of others if you work for good. So when you work for God, you will earn the trust and respect for others because God will 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 be with you, God will help you, God will, will honor you. Let's not be a church where we just come Sunday after Sunday and not serve. And I mean there's reasons why. Because the more we serve, the more we give, what happens? The more you grow, the more faith you have, the more roots you get. In your walk with the Lord. What happens if we have people that just come on Sundays? Is that enough to sustain your, your, your life, your spiritual life? No. no. You need to connect with people during the week. You need to connect with people by serving. And the more you serve, the more deeper your roots go. So if storms come, if difficult times come, if trials come, what's going to happen? If you're rooted and grounded in the church and if you're serving, then you're going to have a group of people that are going to be praying for you, that are going to be helping you, that are going to be reaching out to. You're going to be stronger than somebody who just comes once in a while on a Sunday. And then it's easy for that person to leave if something goes wrong. Isn't it? So this year coming up, let's serve more with intensity. <clears throat> um, serving helps us be more like Christ because Christ is a servant. He came to serve. Um, he did not come to be served. So let's be more like him. Let's, let's be a servant. Uh, serving will make you stronger in so many areas, and it'll shift our focus from ourselves to others when we serve. We won't be focusing on, on ourselves we're going to be focusing on on them and we're going to see Jesus in them when we're serving people. And so let's be a church that's not self-centered and um, self-focused. You probably agree with me how culture is right now. It's selfish, self-centered, self-gratifying, self-promoting, and all of the above. It's just all about me. Me, 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 and so we need to be a church that's different. We need to be a giving church, and I love our church because we give. Our church gives uh, to the community a lot, and but let's 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 keep let's give more and serve more. Uh, let me ask you a question: What people are saying about you? What people are saying about your character? Let's look at some of these things. Um, what they might say, um, are you always encouraging people? Are you always telling them words of wisdom? Are you always griping or gossiping or finding fault or grumbling, uh, nagging, complaining? Are you always doing good, serving, helping are you always working, or are you always working out? You're probably workaholic, We'll never see you at church? Uh, or are you always sharing your faith? Are you always praying? Are you always seeking God? What are people saying about you? Are you always on social media, on Instagram, Facebook? all of that? Because I mean, what we do, people watch, people observe, people see. They take notice. And, and so, because of our reputation, because of our, 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 our way of living. So let's be people of service. Let's serve wholeheartedly. Amen? I love this. Serving is not something that we do, but it's an action that reflects who we are. It's an action that reflects who we are. And so, a servant at our core is who we are called to be. I am a servant. Can you say that with me? I am a servant. I am a servant of the Most High God. And when I serve others, I am serving Christ. I am a servant of the Most High God, and when I am serving others, I am serving Christ. Doesn't that sound good? So if you see it that way, that when you're serving people, you're serving Christ. Because, let's face it, Um, You cannot serve God without serving people. You can't say that you are a follower of Christ if you're not serving people. I've been uh, in church, well, most of my life, uh, but I've been serving since I can remember. Probably over 25, 30 years I've been in church, helping and serving. And it's awesome how God can just bless your life and bless your children and I don't have grandkids yet, but that, that inheritance goes on from generation to generation. And so let's serve wholeheartedly. Let's serve God with all we got this year. Because the world is getting crazy out there. If we're not strong in our faith, then uh, we're going to be like waves, wishy-washy with things that are happening out there. And so if we stay strong in our faith and if we serve, then Christ will bless us and he will take us to other levels. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, whatever task may be, work from the soul. That is, put in your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for men. Amen? That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible requires of us. Amen? Point number three. This is another one. Another big one. Share with generosity. Generosity. Here we are again. Why? Why generosity? Why is this so important? Because God blesses a generous giver. Proverbs uh, 11.25 says, The generous will prosper... Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. When you give, God blesses you. When you give to others, He will make sure that you are blessed. We need to overcome our selfish ways and become extravagant givers, extravagant generosity. And so, we know um, science, uh, they did a study and then they, they put it in a journal, and, and they title it, Science Shows Us That We Are Selfish. We don't need science to tell us that. We already know. We already know, I mean, when you, when you're, since you're born. It's all about me, me, me. You have a two-year-old there, and then you have another three-year-old boy taking their toys. What are they going to do? They cry. You don't teach them to cry when somebody takes their toys away, right? No. They already know that they have to cry on cue when somebody takes away their toys. And so it's in their DNA. It's, it's inherited. And so we need to work against that. And so, yeah, I mean, as we grow older, I mean, we're still kind of selfish sometimes. We still want everything to bless you, everything to benefit you. And so it's something that we need to work, I can come against that. And um, uh, Proverbs twenty one twenty six 26 says, truly, I believe... That is better to give than to receive. But most people here in America, they say, I want to give, but I don't have enough. How many of that? Is that us? I would love to make a difference, but I don't have enough. And so the thing is that when we give of what we have, God will bless it and um, He will multiply it. <clears throat> and so He who is generous will be blessed, for He gives some um, food to the poor. Another one, he who gives generously to the needy and show kindness will be powerful and respected. Here's another um, uh, thing uh, in God's Word. I love God's Word because it, it gives us things, things that don't make sense. Like when you give, it makes you powerful. And when, you're, when you serve, it, it, it makes you... Or when you're humble, it, 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 it makes you go to another level. And so a lot of times in Scripture, it's just kind of like an, an oxymoron where uh, you don't... Those two things don't go together. When you, ge- when you generously give, it'll make you powerful and respected. And so let's look at the woman, of the wo- uh, le- at the woman in Mark 14. The, the woman that gave Christ the... And she broke the jar of alabaster... Uh, This was probably a year's worth of her salary, or salary. And she gave it to Jesus. She poured it on Jesus' uh, feet and and, and anointed him. And so she gave. She gave all she had. And she didn't think twice. She knew who Jesus was, and she just gave. And did it cost her a lot of money? Yes, she gave. But Jesus rewarded her. And um, she was just thankful for what God had done in her life the forgiving of her sins. And, and but guess who, um, who was the one that scolded her right there when they were sitting there? Judas. Judas was there and he's like scolding her, like, why did you do that? Why did you um, save this perfume and sold it and gave the money to the poor? I mean, Judas' heart was totally in the wrong place. Uh, Judas's heart was, his spirit was just, Completely in a different area. But this woman she gave. And God blessed her. And God touched her. And so we need to to be able to do that. Sometimes we need to give and and we don't know if we're going to have enough. But that's when the Lord strengthens you and increases your faith. Um, I like uh, this uh, quote. You can either keep what you have or you can give it. When you keep what you have, is all you have. But when you give it away, God can multiply what you give. So what you keep is all you have. What you give, God multiplies. Amen? Let's test Him. This year coming up, let's test the Lord in this area. Why am I saying that? Because the Bible says, uh, test me in this and I will... Open up the floodgates of heaven, and I will pour blessings on you. And so let's test the Lord uh, with this generosity uh, giving. Uh, Luke uh, 6.38 says, Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. So when we give, God multiplies uh, in abundance. And so, but a lot of us have a hard time letting go of things, right? Right? I do sometimes. My wife's always scolding me. Babe, we need to get rid of all your stuff. It's like, uh, I know, I know. Yes, so, and I do have a lot of things that I need to give away. And so uh, this year, we're going to be getting rid of, what's the word? Uh, Purging? Or I don't know. It's getting, no, I'm not. not, But giving away. So uh, test God in this. Our last point for this morning. Um, We need to succeed with humility. Humility can be hard at times. Humility can be difficult for us at times. Um, And so what happens? Pride brings a person low, but only the ones lowly in spirit gain honor. So here's another one. Pride brings the person low, but the lowly in spirit gain honor. So the Lord blesses those who are humble. And so you cannot have wisdom without humility. So in order for you to ask God for things, for help, you need to be humble. You need to get to a point where you're asking God because you can't do it on your own. You can't. You've tried and there's just no way. So you come before God and you ask him, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need your help. But you can't have wisdom without humility. And humility is powerful. Pride is the root of all evil. And so pride is behind all lack of love and behind all critical judgment and, 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 and critical spirit. So let's be people that are humble before the Lord and people uh, that are humble before one another. Humility doesn't mean that you're going to be walking like, you know, like Eeyore is just all down and wimpy and, and just showing people that they're humble. Yep. No. Humility is in your mind and in your heart and your spirit. And so humility will show. And when you work in humility, you will know more of who you are in Christ. You will know Um, you will be stronger, you will have courageous, uh, you will have a courageous spirit, and you will have boldness if you're humble. So that's another thing, like humble and being humble, and then the Lord will give you boldness, the Lord will give you courage, the the Lord will give you strength. And so, the true humility is about being bolder in Christ especially in prayer when we come to God in prayer you can't come to God in, with, a, with a prideful spirit you have to come with, uh, to Christ with a humble spirit and so let's ask God to just change our hearts change our minds change our spirit to just be more like him to be more humble like he is and and knowing that we can't do nothing without Christ. Knowing that, that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And so uh, the, per- the perfect picture uh, of the kind of character that Christ wants us to be is-, is Jesus. The perfect picture of this kind of character is Jesus Christ. So let's read this passage um, that talks about um, the character of Christ. Um, Christ, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God, something to be used to his own advantage. He could have used um, the fact that he was God for his advantage here on earth, but he didn't. He humbled himself. He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. I love that passage where, I mean, Christ, A humble servant. And what did God do? He exalted him. And he put him above every other name. Every other name where where every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. The name that's above our names. That demons tremble when they hear that name. So let us be um, humble servants. Amen. Let us be a people with... uh, servants hearts before the Lord what is my challenge for you guys this morning for this year to uh, coming up for us to be bolder for us to ask God radical things for our lives for, our, for us to ask God to use us more in many areas in service uh, in generosity in humility and so, an integrity. Let's ask God to, to just use us and take us to the next level in those areas of our lives. Amen. Did you receive that this morning? Awesome. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you, Father, for your word. I pray, Father God, that you just make us, Father God, a church that, that looks like heaven, Father. I pray, Father God, that we can be a church that's blameless and holy, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father, that we can serve you wholeheartedly, Father God. I pray that we can be a people of integrity. I pray, Father God, that we can be a people of generosity, Lord. I pray, Father God, that we can be a people of humility. Father God, I pray that this year you will increase in us, in those areas. Father, that we can serve you more. That we can serve in the ministry, Father God, to bless our community, to bless uh, our country, to bless the world, Lord. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you make us bolder this year. Give us boldness, Father God, to to do your will. Give us boldness, Father God, to just uh, work in, in the ministry, Lord. Father God, we want more. I want more, Lord Jesus. I am not satisfied where I am, Lord. I need you, Father God, to show up in in our lives. Father God, we need you more in our lives every day, Lord Jesus. Father God, I pray that as each and every one goes home, Father God, today, that you be with them, Lord Jesus, that you continue to minister to them, that you continue to tug at their hearts, Father God, that you continue to just pour out wisdom in their lives, Father God. Pour up blessings in their lives, Father God. I pray that you bless them, Lord, in in many areas of their lives, Father God. And that you um, just be real. Be so real in their lives, Father God. That they would not have any doubts. I pray that you increase our faith, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. And the church says, Amen. Amen, amen.